0: 20 Schemes is the church planting ministry of Nidri Community Church in Edinburgh, Scotland and Redeemer Fellowship Church in Bardstown, Kentucky. I'm Mes McConnell and this is the 20 Schemes podcast. We're here today with Andy Matheson. Andy Matheson is the um, pastor of Lockie Baptist Chapel, which was one of the first, well not one of, the first 20 Schemes um, plant that we got involved with. How long have you been there now, Andy? Been in Lockie, a little...
1: Over four years. And then you trained with us for about a year. Yeah, so five years involved
0: with 20 Schemes. Been here really since the beginning. That's right. Um, Fresh out of Bible College Hmm. and straight into the ministry. What were some of the earliest memories of coming into 20 Schemes? Is it what you expected, what you didn't expect? Um, It's interesting, right, getting back into
1: Scheme life. I obviously have my own background of mess and addictions so lived in schemes and so for me it wasn't so much a, a cold entry as a kind of re-entry mm. after being in kind of the Christian college world for years years, which is uh, not the same. So what was the biggest adjustment to make? Um, phew, biggest adjustment? relearning the culture in the sense of just getting used to the kind of brusque chat and the the straightforward questions,
0: and not. Certainly, I remember not the early days making you sit and listen to some my absolute <laughs> theological balls. Remember that? Yeah, yeah.
1: So just and you were
0: desperate to just correct it. Yeah. So
1: um, that kind of not becoming. Uh, everybody's da and correcting them. Yeah. On on everything.
0: Which, interestingly enough, is a sort of seminary type phenomenon, isn't it? You see it through lads. You see yourself now, don't you? With yeah, lads yeah. coming out of seminary of just you know. Mm. They've got the world banged to rights, mm-hmm. and they're going to correct every heretic mm-hmm. within thirty yards, yeah. which is a lot of correcting in our communities, right? So "What correcting?" Yeah, it's a very tiring. If that's your <laughs> calling in life, it's tiring. Anyway, so you're married, got two kids, mm-hmm. you're a pastor in this church um, up in locky. So tell me, can um, Presbyterians be members of your church? Oh. well, that's a bit harsh. So, Ligon Duncan, for instance, couldn't be a member. There's nothing there for him. Ah, oh, repentance. Get baptized they can join. So, <laughs> have you run into any issues with this? Run uh, into some issues. So, have you had any Presbyterians want to join you? I have. And how's that gone? What, got, what's been the chat? They got baptized. Did they? Ah, <laughs> became members. But what about those who? Who didn't? Perhaps haven't. Because well, I know in our other plants we've had very lovely. <clears throat> let's be serious about the situation now, but very lovely, solid gospel-loving Christians who would be with us 98% of the way, Dr. finally. Yeah. But, who are pedo-baptists and we run into trouble with some of our guys who just, well, because they've gone as Baptists, no, mm-hmm. you, you, you can't be a member of, mm-hmm. of our church and, and some people have found that to be unloving. Yeah. Would you agree? No. Well, <laughs> no, it's not unloving, right?
1: Like, it's ever unloving to call someone to
0: Oh. Obey the scriptures. Uh, one we, 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 we have Presbyterian friends. We, we ha- we're helping yeah. 20 Schemes plant a Presbyterian church. You think that we're I'm sinning, all right. we're sinning in doing that? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Here we go. Um, I've th- no, I've thought about it. Listen, I'm a Reformed Baptist. Um, and, you know, I'm in a church, Nidri that I inherited, mm-hmm. with a position... We have an open position, so Peter Baptist and... Can become, members, can become right? members, which we both know. I absolutely hate that yeah, yeah. piece of legislation mm-hmm. that I have never been able to quite overturn. <laughs> um, and so I'm left with this sort of uncomfortable...
1: It's one of the benefits of, of planting clean, yeah, like exactly I, I right? Yeah, exactly So my... I
0: revitalise, you planted. Yeah, so I get to set my polity from the start. And people you know. who think polity is irrelevant... It's interesting when we get down to this, because we've got, Chris is our, our, our Presbyterian friend up in Inverness, who we love and respect, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, in, in the same way, he wouldn't allow Baptists into, into leadership in his church. Yeah, he? yeah, so right. People say to me, why are you Baptists so mean to Presbyterians? It's like, no, 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 we're, we're logically consistent yeah, yeah. Baptists, and they're, if they're true Presbyterians, are logically consistent um, Presbyterian, I think there's a lot of naivety, isn't
1: there? So one of my best friends, a uh, Presbyterian, was telling me the day, I think you're in sin because you haven't your daughter baptised, or your son. I think you need to repent of that sin. I was like, yes, it's let's. great. <laughs> it's a great chat, right? I was like, I think you're being ridiculous. <laughs> You've got a made-up position. I think you're in sin for baptising babies, right? I genuinely, the position is one of us is right, one of us is wrong, one of us is going to meet the Lord and repent. I think it's him but uh but it's not going to be it's not an issue over it's not a salvation issue no, it's not, and I'll work with them, I'll preach the gospel with them. he's preached in my church Yeah, i'd
0: rather preach um, I'd rather plant a Presbyterian gospel center church than some of the fruit bats hmm. out there who would call themselves Baptists as well well fluffy Baptists right, yeah. who don't know the gospel. And don't believe anything. But you go get you wet, but that's no use. Yeah. Right. So anyway, you so you took you you, you you came into twenty schemes old, you know. Ready 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 to take over the world theologically and mm-hmm. correct everyone. I remember mm-hmm. the days. They were great days, weren't they? the longest drive of my life for we'll always Oh yeah, the drive. Tell the us about the drive.
1: I remember the drive. So they're coming the back so up it. from uh, the Scary Baptist conference. Well, um, oh, that's right. Scary Baptist. Baptist conference. That's because, right. Yeah. We got the Scary Baptist conference. Yeah. After you and I sitting through. What was that? What was that chat on? I think it was Baptist Regicide Was yeah. the first chat? Baptist Regicide. That was that was the first thing we'd been there together, and I'm sitting
0: there trying to figure out when it was okay to I leave think, this. Yeah. And then and I followed was, that, didn't I? Called them all I'm not proper Calvinists.
1: Yeah. Which <laughs> <Just>, uh, <received laughs> with, with oh, was received. Oh, the geezer see?
0: was obsessed with my heart. I remember the geezer was obsessed yeah, with
1: my you, hat. Yeah. You got. Uh, he was obsessed with your heart you became obsessed with his tie. In response, he didn't understand your humour. No. We
0: were at this this conference, and then we were we had a young lad with us. Yeah. Who was?
1: Claiming to know the gospel.
0: Right, I mean, stinking of weed, right? Yeah. The first thing point. I took off him <laughs> was his joint. Remember that?
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: It was like, that was one of my funny
1: ones, is that, like, just, both you and I come from that background. It's like, it's the the, the comedy lie. I do yeah. not have any part of me. Smell like on Molly, Right?
0: They well, <laughs> <literally> you <laughs> stink. Pulls out a giant spliff from his pocket <laughs> and said, I've only got this. <laughs> right. So we took that off him. And he took the rest of his gadget off him later. Oh, that's <laughs> right. Right. <And> We're <laughs> driving in the car, I remember this now, mm-hmm. and this guy's telling me he's a Christian. Yeah, you're sat in the back, or is he sat in the back? He sat in the back. I said, tell me about, he said, oh, I'm a, I'm a Christian. I said, do you believe God?" Oh, yeah, I'm a Christian. I said, oh, tell me about your Christianity. And he talked some absolute crap. did yeah, me? yeah. And, you, and, and I'd said to you, you're not allowed to say anything. Mm mm-hmm. And I think so. I'm squeezing been, like oh yeah. basically
1: on the, the steering yeah. wheel as I drive like so hard. I'm beginning and to become, he's just chatting heresy. Yeah. and I wasn't correcting him. You no, know, so I'm becoming afraid that I'm about to you know squeeze hard enough that the airbags are about to <laughs> deploy. Right, just <laughs> just I remember. A disaster. I remember. Uh, and you're sitting there every time he says something stupid because he can't see your face. I can. Mm-hmm. You're just smocking at me, mm-hmm. and I'm like dying inside. Just no, like you
0: were desperate to do it. what
1: Yeah, just want to run him down.
0: But, but all comedy aside, I remember talking about afterwards what was the lesson there, you know? The lesson there was in the space of a couple of hours' journey, the guy must have come up with like 700 different types of heresy. Mm-hmm. And if you would have corrected every one, yeah. you know, you would have just gone round in circles with the latter. So we just had to get a feeling, where's he at? Basically, mm-hmm. he's nowhere. Exactly, right. Then let's come into basics. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think one of the the, the, the things... Like a lot of we found a lot of Bible college students they come out and they're desperate just to impart and dump all this knowledge on the nearest individual that they, yeah.
1: Well, I think you said to me, as if you like, I was went to a more kind of broad Bible college, yeah. If you're reformed, you spend your life fighting with people, yeah, in that camp, right? Yeah. And so you're just hostile, yeah. Right, to Three any... years in seminary is basically fighting for your life, yeah, exactly. And so we come out kind of just hostile and then like your heresy alarm is yeah. set at maximum and so you start dealing with guys and you just you're 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 programmed to win arguments yeah exactly right. and so you just want to win the argument every time and you had to just slowly correct me in the sense of you need to learn to win people yeah exactly because right. you can run this boy over in two minutes right
0: it was i mean it, it could have took you wouldn't even taking you that yeah. i mean you're our brightest guy into what he's theologically and you would have run him over in about 20 seconds. Right, exactly. But you wouldn't
1: have won him. Exactly. It would have been nowhere, right? Never been able to share the gospel with yeah. him again because he'd have heated my guts. Yeah. Right? So just yeah. made him look like a fool. And that is the end for yeah. a lot of guys. You made him look like a fool, pride kicks in, I'll never talk to you again.
0: Yeah. No, it is a, it is a um, interesting point and I do the same with a lot of the new guys who come yeah. on board with me, some of them unfortunately don't listen to me. Yeah, aim is to just win <laughs> every argument. In the I think problem is social media. It just made things worse, doesn't it? Social media is a disaster, right? Generally, because everybody's got opinions.
1: Most of them are rubbish. Yeah, everybody's yeah. now determined to share them
0: with everybody as if they're the most important thing in the world. Yeah, and they're yeah. just fighting everywhere. Anyway, we'll just, we'll move off that. But so yeah, so the early days were quite interesting in terms of training of working with the sort of people we were, uh, we were working with. I always remember that first day of walking out of the cafe
1: and, and getting asked within two seconds. Like, do you think I'm going to hell? That was that was like the nidry the, yeah. the baptism. Yes. First day, random punter yep. you've never met. Am I going to hell? Do you love Jesus? No. Then yes. Right.
0: That was and, basically what and you had. Off of- <laughs> and no and there was no comeback from it, the guys, matter of fact, remember, oh, yeah, yeah. right. Fair enough. Well, <laughs> like, what's that about then? Yeah, yeah. Whereas, yeah, I, I did a podcast thing with, in Australia with, with, with a guy and we were talking about the difference apologetically in middle-class communities to council estates where we looked much more aggressive like, in our evangelism. But we're yeah. not. It's just because it's just a straight matter-of-fact culture. Yeah, yeah. it's just it's that clean. And middle-class culture is more nuanced. Unlikely to be sitting it's in a wine bag going, am I going to hell, Felicity? city? That's less honest. Let's be yeah. let's be fair. Okay, that's yeah. honest. Um, <laughs> talk to me about um, mental health, because we um, we work in uh, communities with huge mental health issues, um, as we both know, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, but not many leaders in pastoral positions, church planting positions, talk about mental health. Hmm. And I know you. I've struggled with your mental health, haven't you? Yep. Off and on. Yeah. Um, we talked about that. Remember in the early days of interviews, would that be. I
1: thought it bombed me, right? Like I was yeah, yeah. I've got a bipolar diagnosis. I thought that'll, that'll be it, right? Yeah. Who's taking that
0: pun? Exactly. And right. whereas, I mean, I remember we talked about it a lot. So talk to me about the bipolar um, situation, how, um, how you manage that in the stress of a ministry like ours. It's interesting, right? You have to have,
1: firstly, a good wife Mm -hmm. as the key, um, who will keep you right, keep an eye on you in the sense of she will generally catch where I'm at emotionally uh, and mood-wise before I do. Mm -hmm. uh, Usually because I become, in some ways, probably shorter, tempered, not nasty, but just Mm -hmm. less willing to be around people. I start to withdraw. From community generally, if I'm, if I'm feeling down or feeling um, flat, i so will notice that generally before I do. Um,
0: some of it's not even. Does it come in patterns like several times a year or once every few years or?
1: I've got a relatively, what um, we call it a cycle. Mm-hmm. I've like got a relatively long cycle, um, in the sense of a, maybe twice a year. I'll take a, a down pattern will generally come after periods of high activity. Uh, so even take something like, go to T4G this year. You're out, it's mad busy, you're in various meetings, going to partner churches, you're preaching. So just two weeks of yeah, know, chasing your yeah. own backside around the States for it, speaking in various things. I don't know how you manage it, because is schedule's like 50 times worse than mine, but mm-hmm. mine was hectic enough. You're not with your own family you're not with your own place mm-hmm. and so it's my right and i'll usually skate through that time there pretty well i work under high intensity quite easy but i know when i come back there's going to be a cost for this like my body's just going to mm-hmm. flatten and so i have to watch myself off of so what does that episode
0: look look like what
1: does it look like um so depression for me emotional flatness would be the first thing it's just a, a sense of you become kind of dull, would be the only way I say it. Um, flattening down of
0: feeling. And that can last um, for how long?
1: Usually for me, between sort of a month, it's, it's usually so a quite a some, long time. sort of Two weeks to a month, kind of
0: be the time. Yeah, it's a long time. And how does that affect your ability to function as a pastor, preacher, um, the guy you one's looking to?
1: Yeah, this is where you need good elders, you need good friends. Uh, You need to open yourself up to accountability. Uh, when I'm flat I don't want to deal with people particularly. Uh, I want to turn inward. I think this is one of the natures of depression is you turn you start navel gaze. You become obsessed with your feelings. That's a dangerous position for anybody Mm -hmm. to become obsessed with their feelings. But, you know, as a believer we know, you know, sin itself is
0: just an and so, that, in the so pressure yeah. of planting, because I know you've had serious pressures, um, because you sort of planted, but you also sort of yeah, revitalized, yeah. didn't so, yeah. you? And yeah. um, you were under immense pressure. You, particularly Lauren, your wife, as well, suffered serious abuses from people. But which um, is all takes a toll, right? Yeah. So, um, how's that influenced or not your ministry and how you? You've been working going forward. How's that influence in terms of depression or? Yeah, just because you know, do you know what I mean? Because like they they have high intense things, and you, when you've got a tendency to go in yourself, and people are critiquing you, it can have um, huge amounts of pressure. Mentally. Yeah. So in the in the heat, I I tend to function
1: when it's pressure. It's it's after. It's Is once it? things die down, I'll be. You know, once it's fine, because I'm. Maybe it's grace you carry through it There's a bit. I mean, of So in go your flat ahead.
0: moments, do you just take time
1: off or no? You I work through it or what? you can't right. I'm the the lead pastor, the lead preacher. Um, so you know you've got Sundays coming every Sunday, you know once a week's coming right. You've got to get the sermon prepped and, and out. Uh, it's difficult because you're not feeling um, you know the way you normally do. You're not really attracted to getting up in the morning and getting into the ward. Mm-hmm. Uh, you just want to bury your head in the pillows and throw your, you know, curtains shut and that's it. And stay in the bed. So I have to invite people, uh, Dave, my fellow elder, guys like you, mm-hmm. Lauren, and just give them permission to, to make me get out of bed. Mm-hmm. To call me to discomfort in that sense of of, I want to hide but also the best thing for me at that point I want to withdraw the best thing is for me to be in community Uh, I want to stay in my bed the best thing is for me to be up showered you know at my desk actually that's mentally I will be better if I do those things Mm -hmm. even though I don't feel like doing them Mm -hmm. like factually I will function better if I do those things and the period of depression will be lessened by those things Whereas if I do the kind of easy part of what I want to do for my feelings, I'll just, I'll, I'll prolong the thing.
0: Yeah. So, just let me talk a bit about pastoral care then. So how do we, um, I'm sure there's loads of planters out there, and pastors I know, who are on some sort of scale. Yeah. From Anything from you know low-level melancholy to outright, yeah, yeah. you know, brutal uh, depression. Um, but... You don't read much about it, you don't hear much talked about it in pastors conferences or gatherings. Certainly in seminary, it was never no. a discussed issue about it was just, you know, assume that the pastor would just be steady. Yeah. I mean they should be really, but I mean, uh, in an ideal world, we don't live in an ideal world, we do, we live right. in this world. Um, so how do we how do you think institutionally when we think about church planting organizations, movements, denominations, should better handle or better equip or train guys who've got these issues, but also churches to appreciate and careful leaders who have these issues? Do you know what I mean?
1: It's a hard question, right? But you know what I mean though, First, right? thing, Yeah, I do. It. The first thing we need to do is, is teach planters and themselves that this whole thing doesn't run because of you, mm-hmm. uh, it runs because of Christ. Um, and so we have to bring off. We've got this kind of, particularly planters, kind of alpha culture of we're just going to go. We're going to get it done. Mm-hmm. Uh, particularly in the reform culture as well. We're, we're definitely like we're just going to go smash the gospel. The, that all, and gospel. There is that machismo, but at then, the same time, there's a great
0: yeah. fear of man underneath it as
1: well. Yeah, yeah. Why? Well, it's because you want to look right. Yeah, That's. Yeah. I mean, part of that is I just want to appear right. So I've got my doctrine sorted, I've got my attitude sorted, I've got my things sorted. We're going to we're going to go. So I'm always telling the truth, yeah. right, Which is I'm falling apart underneath right? But I can present the front. Yeah. So firstly, you just got to prepare to be
0: vulnerable. Yeah. Um. Which but do is you hard. think guys are lying? So when I think of a like Acts 29 um, type of scenario, when I filled all the, um, you know, the, we've all done the application yeah, yeah, yeah. for A29 and uh, assessments. That's the word I'm looking for. And uh, you, you've done a probably more rigorous assessment with twenty schemes as well. Mm. Um, and as a side, because I was asked those deliberate questions, mm. do you think that, one, those assessments don't sort of tend to delve too deeply into those type of questions, or do you think it's just that things like this aren't picked up through assessments because guys will hide it for a fear of, if I say I've got a mental health issue, it is game over for me. Yeah,
1: I think there is that, like, legitimately a fear of it, that people are going to hide it for the purpose of getting through, which is itself lying about it
0: realistically because the questions are there yeah Uh, the amount of guys the the figures worldwide on mental breakdowns and and just crashing and burning are astronomical
1: and i think it's because they don't some of them don't tell the truth yeah at the start through fear that you you know as well as i do man you become obsessed with this thing you feel a call you work yeah you get the bits of paper needed to do it, then you fill out your forms,
0: and, and it's, it's years of work. Do you think it's dangerous for us to employ men and women, but we we'll are just talking about men now in terms of plant leaders, who open to say, you know, I've got a severe, I, I can have severe mental health issues, I can be on the scale, do you think that's a... Because I, I know people would, would frown at the fact that we we took you on, right? Yeah,
1: yeah. Is it dangerous? Yeah, it's dangerous, yeah. right? But Charles Spurgeon, right? There's, there's, there's a litany of guys out mm-hmm. yeah, there who true. just had issues, right? The lot of ability to use them. What else are we going to pick up? Because we can throw that to the top of the list, man. but yeah. We're going to throw the fact to the top of the list as well. We're going to throw the... Says right? But we're going to throw yeah. every other possible issue—physical, mental, health issues—on that list and say right? So now the only guys that are out of plant, you know, are Adonises Yeah, but it does seem to be, together, doesn't it? Right? Is it
0: is it the middle class culture then? Because this dominates the whole scene. Who's a pastor? Who's planting? Generally, you know, middle class guys, mm-hmm. except in the majority. Not in our context because we're booking yeah. the trend. Um, I mean, is it just a middle class thing that these guys, they they just so guarded and closed with their emotions? They're
1: guarded and closed emotionally, they're guarded uh, in terms of, we only want the guys, cream rises to the top mentality, right, yeah. so we want the guys who are driven, you know, who entrepreneurial, are entrepreneurial go-getters, who are yeah. go-getters, all of those kind of skill sets, so you're yeah. seeing if you're not stable, we would put that as one of them yeah. like on that list. You know, you've got a, a mental stability. Yeah. yeah, And that's just another part of it. And so you present,
0: or a lot of guys will present as this, whether they are or not. But is there a limit um, to... Um, like you now as a pastor, we'll get onto that in a minute, but as a pastor, but you now as a pastor, like if someone came to you and... Was, had severe, I mean, more, I mean, yours can be severe, but more severe than yours, mm. it, would you be reticent to go, mm, hang on? Because there must be a limit. There must be a line where we go, actually, I don't think it's going to be helpful for you or a congregation of people to let Yeah, how quite,
1: How regular is your cycle? Have you got the ability to... There's guys that just be can't self-aware. get out of bed, right? Now, my downs uh, at my worst were Really bad, but my downs and my worst were also drug inflicted as well, right? So, my yeah. diagnosis comes during the time of use, yeah. Uh, and so, at that period, my flats were hellish, right? But how much of that was tied to my addiction, I'm not sure, right? But yeah, it was a, it was a lot of it, it was much worse. Uh, God's been gracious, as I said, I cycle relatively rarely. Um, I don't have huge prolonged, it's a month long enough, right, it's pretty flat, but it's not three, six months of just,
0: you know. So you don't find it interferes with your ability to counsel, evangelise, disciple men and women in your context who are severely addicted, huge abuse problems, huge mental health
1: issues? No, I find it gives you, if you're honest about it, it gives you an in.
0: And and are you open about it? Yeah. Because again, I was training the theological institutions and I was told very very clearly um, that you should give nothing of yourself away in the pulpit or your deficiencies because it can undermine the weak Christians' confidence in the gospel and Jesus. I remember that very clearly. I remember I went to speak at a big church in Edinburgh years ago now, seven Mm -hmm. or eight years ago. And I talked about... I the gambit was I've just been through a, been, I was going through a hard time. Mm. I've been thinking about jacking in this whole church gig. And then the sermon was about, but persevere. persevere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I thought it was illegitimate. Afterwards, a pastor came to me and said, I, I don't think that was helpful. That, I think it's really helpful. Do you know what I mean? That you talk to people about your frailties like that. That's yeah. not helpful at all. And I'm like, wow, well...
1: See, I think the I problem... I really with, helpful. Yeah, I, I completely agree, right? I don't want... Those guys out there who think I'm a super Christian, right? I don't want them to think that to be a believer, to be useful to Jesus, you have got to be like the man. Yeah. I want to say I'm a loser, right? And I'm broken. I'm yeah. broken in all, just a, a hundred thousand ways. But Jesus is gracious and awesome and he can use losers. Yeah. Right? And so that's what I want to say. Um, and if that means saying, do you know what? Sometimes I struggle with what I get like in my bed because I feel flat and sad right? Sometimes people pile it on in ministry and you're going to want to just chuck it, mm-hmm. right? But God's gracious. He continues to provide the grace I need to continue, right? I think that's helpful, right? Because that's real life. Mm-hmm. When I'm sitting with a guy who says, I've got this diagnosis and he says, I'm going to blame all my problems and that. I've got the ability to turn around and say, "That oh, man, you're responsible for your own behaviour. Because mm-hmm. he sits there, well I've got this horrible depression and that's why I use this drug and that drug. And that's how I do all this stuff. And I'm like, come now, you do yeah. it because you want it. right, because you're offsetting. I mean. you And know, it gives me an ability to cut through it because I'm open about my own problem. So I can say, that's
0: not true, man. But, but you can't say it if you've got your crap at, together. That's helpful. I want to change tack. Mm-hmm. When there's a plant become a church, When's the point to become a church, when,
1: you know, you want to give the obvious answer, which is, you know, Calvin's old, you know, once you have instituted the, the sacraments and the word preached properly, church discipline administered properly, you know, eldership and, eldership and membership, at that point you are a church, right? So. A couple of years ago, when we constituted, brought in Dave as an elder, and you know everybody became members rather than yeah. part of a team. Um, we were a church then, right? From that day on. Um, so realistically, truthfully, that's a church. Now there's also the reality of how do you transition away from. You don't want to transition away from a plant mentality in the sense of plants are about getting out into the community, preaching the gospel. And if your plant the day you launch goes from mission to sustenance, right? And just let's just keep it normal and feed mm-hmm. the you know 20 guys we've got in this room and becomes solely focused on those 20 guys. Well, you'll be the same 20 guys in the room for however long they live in the community. Mm-hmm. Um, that's not useful. Um, so there's that, but really it becomes a church at that point but you want to keep
0: some of the, the distinctives. Well, we're having an interesting discussion, driven. aren't we, at the minute, around your church, because yeah. um, you're the first one, 20 Schemes one. We're at, what, five or six congregations right mm-hmm. now, including my own church. Mm-hmm. Um, and the question is, you know, we at 20 Schemes, we're about planting or revitalizing churches in schemes where mm-hmm. there's no gospel witness. We've now got one. Well, you've now instituted yourself as church, a couple of others are, ju- are not far behind you. Mm-hmm. And the question at 20 schemes becomes, how do we then uh, not detach ourselves from one another, but our aim is not a, to be a denomination, but just no. to be a, uh, a forum or a, a tool mm. to, make, to make plants reality. So yeah. now we're gonna, we've got to go from, right, well, you're no longer a 20 schemes plant. anymore. You're a church in your own right, Um, and we've been discussing this, but I'm just putting this out for discussion, because it's going to be an ongoing discussion. How do we handle that? Not a separation, but how do we um, begin to talk about, well, this is no longer a 20 schemes plant, but neither is it a 20 schemes church, because in the way that you're a Baptist church or a Mm. whatever, we don't... We don't have a denominational name or hold over the church. No. Do you see what I'm saying? That's yeah, an interesting yeah. area we're going through. We're a new movement still. Yeah. This is the first one. We're trying to work out how all these dynamics are going to work. Right. The first thing we do, I think, we celebrate it. Right. Amen. We, we said yeah. that yesterday.
1: Right. So nineteen schemes. Right. Mm-hmm. Change the name. Right. I'm not <laughs> going to do that. But realistically, right, one down. And then. Right. So we go. We celebrate the fact that God's been gracious. Yeah. People get saved and lucky. There wasn't a church there for you know, a couple of generations, basically. Yeah, a long time. And now yeah. there is, right? And gospel's getting preached there every week. Oh, yeah. There is a church yeah. where well, there wasn't one. So, job done. Yeah. is the first thing we say, and we thank the Lord for it. As far as the ongoing relationship between us, now, I came in at schemes because I wanted to plant churches and schemes in Scotland, right? Mm-hmm. now done that. I now want to plant, I want to see this church healthy and grow, and then I want to plant churches in other places in Dundee, mm-hmm. and other schemes, like across the Kingsway, and... Get into there, mm-hmm. you know, and to do that, I'm just going to be coming back to 20 Schemes as the guys yeah. I'm going to draw from for the training, the equipping, the help, the resources we're going to draw from there mm-hmm. together. Um, so
0: but it's interesting for me as the guys founded it, right? To think, well, we you know we founded it, we're sort of getting some momentum, we've got like five or six planters in that since we launched in the last five years, but this year we've got. This intake, five new planters coming on board. Yeah. And so very quickly we're gonna we're gonna. It took us five five years to get five or six guys, but it's gonna take us, I think, maybe even less than that to get to get the next fifteen. Yeah, right. Because we'll multiply quickly. And so I'm I'm thinking, well, is it when number is ticked off? Is the this, this? isn't just a question you try to answer. Just a thought of my mind. When number is ticked off, do I shut up, shut and put my feet up and say jobs done? I'm just for me, these are just interesting discussions were yeah, well
1: that. we both know the, the answer to that right yeah there's a yeah, hundred okay. schemes in Glasgow right yeah. so 20 hardly scratching the surface in the country yeah so
0: which is interesting for I think a lot of <coughs> church planters to bring church planting movements I know when I'm talking to guys they've got a, talk, I'm at a church planting conference you know we've got 20 30 the average in our plant so far is about between 20 and 30 people yeah Nidri's a freak got, yeah you know, it's a monster right members but when I talk to these planters in the States or wherever, oh, I've got 200 in my church and you've got three elders, a worship leader, you know, two youth workers. And yeah, but you I'm moved like,
1: out of another church worth 50.
0: No, I know, but, but they're <laughs> like, still referring to themselves as a church plant, and I'm like, It's a church parachute. Yeah, you're a church, do you know yeah. what I mean? And so, uh, yeah, it's just, when do we, when do you make that cut from? I think when you constitute. You, know, you have to say, yeah. we are a church. Once we have the elders. Regardless of whether you are fiscally reliant. So you're different, so you're a financially independent church mm-hmm. from the sort of 20 schemes, um, so the rest of the 20 schemes guys. But some of the guys, well, at least one more guy, has just got these his first elders, praise the Lord, mm-hmm. and is constituted um, and their own charity status or whatever. But hugely still reliant. On a massive deficit funding deficit. Yeah, so I would say It doesn't not make them a church, does it?
1: No. Well, like, what does Paul spend half his time doing yeah. in all the letters at the end? Yeah. Well, guys in Kaosi have been really generous, they've raised this amount of money yeah, for us. Yeah. Right. The These guys in Antioch. Antioch have given, fronted up some cash, yeah, right? Yeah, he's yeah. not saying the church in Kaosi or the church
0: in Jerusalem isn't a church because it's reliant on Kaosi, Yeah. Right? He's saying it's a church. Well, I think there's, there's some a church. There's some thinking around this that thinks, you know, you're not a church until you completely financially independent and I think here's a
1: shocker a lot of our churches are never going to be financially independent that's my independent. exactly
0: point and it does never it's not going to preclude the f- that is not going to negate the fact that they are not churches in their own right exactly so I mean it's just a, it's just a interesting for us all as we're having all these conversations we've moved
1: into part of this is what we're talking about in the general understanding of of it as a middle class thing but it's I think it's a business culture thing as we treat churches like businesses too yeah. often. Yeah, 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 I agree. And so we want businesses to be stable and, you know, financially sorted. And so we yeah. treat churches the same way. Yeah, yeah, so That's yeah. a church when that one can pay for itself. Yeah. Right? And that business works when it's, when it's pulling in the
0: dough.
1: Yeah. That's not how the New Testament treats these churches, right? And so we're going to have to be a little bit real. When why, why do you
0: with... think that so few UK churches support what we do? Financially. We get a lot of lip service.
1: Financially? But
0: pa- hand in pockets.
1: Some of them are struggling, right? Very few. Realistically. Churches. There's a lot of churches that aren't.
0: There's a lot of churches with money out there. Yeah, there are. Right? Some of them. Building huge well, building projects.
1: Yeah, because I think they're focused on growing themselves. So instead of, so a lot of churches in that kind of, with money, that are focused on, instead of, so they get to 400. And they'll go, oh, so let's get a bigger building.
0: But right? I, and we'll
1: pay for that rather than... Let me put the question another way.
0: Why are some richer churches in the UK happ- happier to give their money to mercy ministry type approaches in our communities, and yet turn the nose up at church planting, supporting church planters and mm-hmm. gospel workers in our community. So they're more likely to give to a food bank or a some sort of social outreach and they had to give it to, to planning, the work of planning. I find that absolutely... Why? It's, I, I'm bemused by I it. I want
1: to give... I want to be charitable in my answers. Part of it's sin, right? Part of it is just... they're not turning their mind to a proper understanding of how you reach these communities. Mm-hmm. They think a hand-out approach is fine and we'll just attract them in nuts. The some mm-hmm. It's a misunderstanding of the culture, not recognising that most guys in schemes... Um, Stepping over the boundary of the the scheme line mm-hmm. into your culture, so I had our partner church run ministry in Lockie poured money in it for ten years. Nobody went to the, the parent church that was running those ministries. Mm-hmm. Not a single mm-hmm. person. People professed faith and then just drifted back into the culture, right? But they're throwing money at it mm-hmm. for years. So. It just comes down to base understand, basic misunderstanding. Of you how think the again culture it's because works. busyness,
0: they, a lot of middle class churches in, in quite busyness with success. So I've got 50 people at my food bank or 20 people at my poor kid's breakfast club, i.e. we are being successful. My ministry's successful. I think there is that misunderstanding.
1: I think it is in itself a fear of the time intensity that it's going to take. If you are going to go into a scheme... Everything in the plant world from that, that culture is three to five year business rollout. We're going to say here's yeah. 20 grand the first year, you get 15 grand the next year, you get 10 grand the next year, and after that, you better be financially independent. Yeah. Uh, and so they look at this and they go, and that's just, they've seen people try it with that model, it doesn't work, so they're like, you just can't plant there. And not realising actually the problems your model. Yeah, exactly. The problems is you're actually just going to have to commit long term. I've been really... Great. It's really blessed by a church that's went, you know, we're just gonna dig a pocket and we'll fund it as long as it takes. Yeah. Which is what we want, right? There's big churches yeah, out there. central and church got. Dundee, right? C- central to well, Because
0: they have been a really, really good yeah. partner with twenty schools. And they
1: smashed it for us. And yeah. they're still smashing it. They are committed long term funding the ministry costs yeah. of
0: LBC. Which is what I say to every plan uh, pastor, um church partner, financial supporter, you know. You may be throwing money at this for a very long time yeah. and seeing very little apparent fruit. I mean, praise the Lord, we're seeing conversions regularly across yeah. all the schemes that we're currently involved in. Yeah. You know, but we're not going to grow mega churches in any of these communities. No. Not in the sense that people think. I think a mega church in a scheme is fifty to one hundred members, right? Exactly. Right, but that's that's decades away, maybe. Yeah, for but all. God may some bless of us. some of us, and He has obviously. It, different. it may
1: blow up, but. Uh, most churches in the UK aren't forty members, right? Yeah. So realistically, in the harder kind of ground areas where yeah. the gospel's
0: been missing for long years, Didn't the take church time? membership in the UK is fifty. Yeah, somewhere around and that. that's like seventy-five so, in the USA. Yeah, so. But like, the media makes it out right? I mean, I, big churches are the dream. Are yeah. everywhere, right? Well, we're not.
1: Firstly, so that's you know the yeah. fact that we've got twenty members at the moment, three years in is. It's gravy, right? I'll take that. Every, I'll take twenty every, members everyone's living, for every church. Yeah, everyone's loving. Well, all but one of our people lives within the, the boundaries of the community now. Mm-hmm. We're smashing it, right? making connections every day. Got hundred odd through the door most weeks. Through the various ministries, we're engaging people with Christ every day. Oh, I'm encouraged by it, so we take that right. We love it, and we just but it as that presence. So we're there long term on the ground. We've got the financial backing of a church that lets us stay and be there long-term, realising what's going to make this well, I think a what
0: church. we need, though, is more centrals. There are very few centrals. Yeah, practices. but
1: that's it. It's just, but to get there, you have to have guys that get the sacrifice of in a prepared, delicate yeah. community and say, and
0: churches that are... Do you think the tide is turning in the UK and further afield, um, in terms of understanding what we're about and... Uh, big middle class denominations and thing taking seriously now what we're doing
1: I think there's been a lot of noise made about work among the poor right yeah. um, globally even you know big names talking about it yeah even even if we agree with their approach certainly it's been publicised yeah yeah, yeah. In, in big ways and so the conversation is happening and what has slowly happened is we've seen the guys that actually have been working in it for a long time beginning to break through as voices in that Discussion yeah. as people went, Well, here's what we should do. And through that kind of mercy ministry model, you know, there's guys like yourself who yeah, for yeah. years have been doing this, have been able to shout back, it doesn't work, right? And yeah. as people have done this work and tried it now for 10, 15 years, 20 years, they're beginning to go, Where's the fruit? And they're now hearing, you know, the, the aberrant voice in the corner that was shouting, It doesn't work, right? Yeah. And because they've now thrown money at something for a while, they're now beginning to look at that I, I think that's just the yeah. the honest outcome of that, and so right, I think now, it's encouraging the tide, yeah. The it? tide turns, and we're just hoping that we can catch the crest of it. And, no, I'm really encouraged, encouraged by how track. things are going,
0: right? I'm gonna end it there for this one. Appreciate Andy, appreciate talking to us. I just, just so our one viewer at home knows, we don't, um, I don't script any of this, no, I just sit down and <laughs> whatever comes to my head, I ask the question, nice. which I think is, is better, John. How are we on time? Right, brilliant. Appreciate Andy. Sorted. With these conversations, we're trying to expose some of the issues we experience in our ministries. We hope that with honest and frank conversations, we can begin to open up on some of the hard realities of church planting and revitalisation in schemes and council estates around the UK. In fact, even around the world. In this spirit, these conversations will be published completely uncut.